Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and... Ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. No Doug Gottlieb today, but you do have Brian No and you do have me, Dan Beyer. Glad to have you with us on this Friday. Hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. You can find Brian on Twitter at The No Show. One NFL team continues to have me scratching my head, Brian. And I know that there are a lot of teams that probably have made questionable decisions this offseason. But this is more of a bigger picture sort of thing. One of the the headlines of the day is that free agent corner Stephon Gilmore is signing a deal with the Indianapolis Colts. So now Gilmore goes to the AFC South and goes to Indy. And 
I, I understand that there are now different ways to try to win a championship, but I just continue to be dumbfounded by the Indianapolis Colts who feel who seem to feel like they feel that they are just one player away. Mm. And whenever they bring in a player, it's usually a player that is past their prime or later on in the years, and that's why that player is available. And I actually feel the same thing about Stefan Gilmore this time around, who's going to turn 32 in September. I just I, I don't understand, and this goes to the Matt Ryan signing. This goes to, remember a few years ago in their when they signed Andre Johnson in the offseason, mm-hmm. who had absolutely nothing left. I, I just I, I don't necessarily understand where Chris Ballard and the Colts are coming from this. It's not just about Stephon Gilmore and what's he going to mean for that defense. It's just more about their overall picture that I think people look at what the Rams are doing and saying, hey, we have a similar team like that. We can do that. And, and, and to me, it's just not the case. Well, with the Colts, I do like the pickup of Stephon Gilmore. I know you're not saying he's over the hill. He's a little longer in the tooth, but I still think he's got a couple of good years left. I'll put it this way. Jalen Ramsey, the Rams stud cornerback, he just put SMH on Twitter. He was trying to recruit Stephon Gilmore, and he wasn't too happy that Gilmore didn't sign with the Rams, instead went with the Colts. The point is, there'd be no SMH tweet if Gilmore couldn't play anymore, you know? So Ramsey wanted him to suit up with the the Rams. So I still think Gilmore can play. If you want to look at the Colts and say, exactly what are they doing at quarterback? That's a fair question. And you've had that fair question for years now, what they've been doing. It's been a rotating door of trying to find someone serviceable. Phillip Rivers had a decent year, and then he was retired. And then it was, get Carson Wentz the heck out of here. Okay, let's go with Matty Ice. And that's been weird. And maybe it's tied to that, Dan, where that causes, like, the entry point of viewing the Colts has a lot to do with what they're doing at quarterback. And when they don't have that solidified, then it might make other moves appear goofier than they actually are. They have probably, you know, one of the top offensive lines in the NFL. They have who some feel the best running back in the National Football League. Numbers-wise, uh, Jonathan Taylor was uh, was tops in running the football. There there are pieces there where there's an identity. Uh, you have Darius Leonard. You acquired DeForest Buckner. But it's all of these individual ads. And the, the point about the Matt Ryan is, you're right, I, I do have questions. I don't think that Matt Ryan is that good anymore. I don't know how – I mean, we have the MVP season, and there are some great numbers. And, listen, he's more capable than some quarterbacks that we've seen take snaps in the league. I'm not saying he's the worst. I just don't understand this continual – this this thread of thinking to your point about Phillip Rivers. And, again, Phillip Rivers took him in. You know, they, they were on the road in Buffalo in a wild card game with a football at midfield, an opportunity yeah. to maybe knock them off. Yeah. But – I don't think that means that you're one player away. They haven't gotten the quarterback position correct. They did make the big trade I mentioned for Buckner. They just now signed Stephon Gilmore. And I just I look at the NFL and I think that people think that there are certain ways, there are certain trends. And I just feel like the Rams are a team that just kind of does things on their own. And I don't think that every team can can replicate that. But I just look at the Colts now and I say, I've never considered them 
one player away. And not that Stephon Gilmore is the one that's going to put them over the top, but it is more about the Matt Ryan signing. It is more about mm-hmm. giving up what they did for Carson Wentz and the amount that they gave. And now they don't have a first-round pick. It is about Phillip Rivers. Mm-hmm. At no point in these last three years did I say to myself, if the Colts just had that one player, they are in the Super Bowl. And that's where I just think that they are just missing the boat and continually have me scratching my head. Well, I think that um, if you look at Gilmore, if this was a a huge contract, I could understand it more, right? In terms of like, what are the Colts thinking here? If they gave him outlandish money, it's a two-year deal for $23 million with $14 million guaranteed. Like, it's a pretty modest deal. I think if you stay in the same division, what the Jags have done, they're acting like they're just a couple of players away with the deal they gave to Christian Kirk. That was insane. But I look at the Gilmore money, and if it was this outlandish contract, fine. But it's pretty modest, and I think they're just trying to tighten the screws on the overall quality of the roster while they don't quite have their quarterback position figured out. They don't have an upper echelon quarterback. We all know that. No. And I also think when you have an, a, a non-upper echelon quarterback, with who's he throwing to exactly? You've got Michael Pittman Jr. and what? Paris Campbell has had all sorts of injury issues, and then you just have spare parts from there. So I don't think that you have Matt Ryan in the best situation. His offensive line is going to be better than it was in Atlanta for sure. But who he has to throw to? I mean, that's part of the equation with Carson Wentz last season too, and it was like it never was taken into account. Yeah, that's kind of my point as well of, of there are other spots where, I don't know, just maybe better planning would not put you in these holes. Like, like even though they signed Stephon Gilmore, to your point of now who is Matt Ryan really throwing to? Is it going to be Michael Pittman Jr., which we expect? Is Paris Campbell going to stay healthy? Is someone else going to emerge? You don't have a first-round pick to grab a top wide receiver. Maybe you use your second-round pick for uh, for that option. I, I just – it's. I think we see what the Rams do and think like that's the way to do it. And I just. I, I have a feeling that the Colts are trying to mirror it. And there's just so many. There's so many different ways. To your point about the Jaguars, you know, throwing the amount of money that they did to Christian Kirk may be qu- questionable at best. <laughs> yeah. But at least Christian Kirk is young. Like the like the of the of the win now mode and when we look at where the AFC is i mean the AFC is so stacked that even if you are primed for making a push i don't know if you get into the to the field or if right. you're a higher seed in that field the only thing they have going for them is that they are in the AFC south so that is that is the one advantage where if you do win the division, you'll you'll have an inside track there, or you get to play Houston and Jacksonville twice a year. But even playing Jacksonville is a problem for the Colts, which also then tells me that they aren't just one player away. I just I saw yeah. the Gilmore thing today, and it's not the huge NFL sort of news, but to me it's just more of a bigger picture sort of thing that is just it, it seems like the Colts are signing these guys and signing these veterans and signing guys who are either injured and not wanted somewhere else or or past their prime, and they feel that maybe they've got one last go of it in Indianapolis, and this just kind of reeked of, uh, of that to me. Yeah, and look, you could go back to, and you mentioned it, the Wentz deal. That was aggressive, and it didn't work out. Now, I didn't think it was as bad as the Colts seemed to think it was with 27 touchdowns and seven picks. I, I don't know if I'm on no island on this one. I didn't think his season was nearly as bad as many people made it out to be. And when you give up a first and a third and to punt on the guy after one year, I was like, uh, okay. I, I don't know that you're 
that much yeah. better off with Matt Ryan. But we can all agree after just one year, that was a failed move. There's no doubt. So you can look at that as being aggressive and not panning out. But I guess it boils down to this, Dan. Which is worse in your mind? Is it the Colts right now, maybe in your mind, behaving like they're one player away and signing Stephon Gilmore? Or them being like, yeah, we're not that close, so let's not sign Gilmore and and get a little bit better here. Which do you think is a worse approach? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I suppose getting the player is better than just bypassing and being like, we're not in it. Right. Um, I, I guess that that would be, that would be a, a better approach. But, I, I mean, I, 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 as, as you're trying to use that money as well, maybe there's other options or you look at another talent or this guy could you know, end up being developed. I know they traded – uh, Rock Yassine to bring in Yannick Ngakwe mm-hmm. in that trade this offseason. So you do have a hole at cornerback that you do need to fill. So I I understand that part of it. And I think it's a it's a fair point that you make. I just overall this is time and time again like insert insert former injured or over thirty year old player signing with the Indianapolis Colts that is expected to have a big role with the team. And that's where I just, I think we are like, we, we, the the point I made yesterday, and I know you weren't here, Brian, is that there are so many Raider haters out there. People who just hate the Raiders. I don't know how you could hate their off season. Like they go and get Devontae Adams. They, you know, sure they signed Derek Carr, but he was going to have to be uh, paid anyway. They signed Chandler Jones and people are like, that's still the Raiders, six win Raiders. <laughs> the six win Raiders that actually made the playoffs last year. Uh-huh. But yet we look at the Colts who completely lo- who lost to the Raiders, by the way, in week 17 and then lost to the Jaguars. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll look at the Colts and be like, yeah, I like what the Colts are doing. Gilmore, Ryan, like to me, it just doesn't add up. There are certain teams that get passes and certain teams that end up getting the hammer. And I think that the Raiders always get the hammer with the these sort of moves when I think they've probably had the best offseason of any team in the AFC West when you can even consider Russell Wilson going to Denver. But with the Colts, we're just going to give them a pass. I think that at times is unfair. Well, I hear you on all that. My question is, are you leading the charge? Is there an untapped Colts hater market? Right here, that you're trying to develop. Is that what I'm picking no, up? No, the Colts Dan? have actually been good to me. The, the Colts have been good to me. I just don't like these moves. I, I am not a fan. I am. I am not a. I am not a hater of the horseshoe. That is not. It is not horseshoe down for me. It is horseshoe up. That is not the case. I will not be a Colts hater. I, I, there's just certain things on the on the. It's like. Sometimes the unknown, Brian, is better than the unknown because you have hope. And you have maybe that that outside chance of, hey, this could be great. Yeah. But when you know what you've got, there's not that ability to dream. And there's not that ability to think of what could happen because you know what the ceiling is. And the NBA draft's a perfect example. You'd almost rather not know about the guy and just hope he turns into Dirk Nowitzki as opposed to, you know, drafting a 23-year-old player. That's what I think that there is also – there is ignorance is bliss in the NFL sometimes when it comes to the guys that you're bringing in. I think you could – you could go glass half full in a – like a realistic way with the Colts here and say, hey, first off, the Titans were the one seed last year, you know? So you look at the AFC South, there is an advantage there with the Texans and the Jags just trying to crawl toward respectability. So if you look at the Colts and say, what if Matt Ryan 
is a better uh, player than Carson Wentz, right? What if he's an upgrade? We were knocking on the door of the playoffs last season. So let's say Matt Ryan is better, and all of a sudden, let's say the Titans, maybe they take a step back for whatever reason this season. If you are winning the AFC South, depending on what seed you are, I mean, you might have home field for a couple of games if that's the situation. And look, the AFC is loaded, as you well know, but you start playing the glass half full. Well, the Chiefs, they don't have Tyreek Hill. The AFC West is going to be a freaking gauntlet. Maybe they're beaten up a little bit by the end of the regular season. And what if we have a home game? The Titans had a home game against the Bengals who went to the Super Bowl, and if Tannehill doesn't self-destruct, they might win that game. I, I yeah, I, I I get that, but I don't. I think that scenario stays the same even if you don't make the moves that they did. I still think that the division is there for you. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if if the addition of Matt Ryan and Stephon Gilmore now even in, improves their chances. Like they're still we're going to be either one A or one B in that division. Yeah. And so like that was always going to be on the table. I I just for the long term and trying to be competitive or trying to, you know, have and by the way, at some point you're probably going to have to pay Jonathan Taylor. And there, there's, you know, so there so when you're talking about years, maybe that's what is at the crux of all of this of like, hey, let's try to get this done before we have to pay Jonathan Taylor whatever we have to pay him if they're going to make that decision. But I just don't know how close that they really are considering you just mentioned the AFC West and Buffalo. And then you have the teams in the AFC North. We expect the Ravens to be better. Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Just a tough road to hold. The only break is that they're in the AFC South. He's Brian. No, I'm Dan Byer. This is the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox sports radio show is brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, your home for live sports. And that means all sports, every game match race and competition it is always on. Now go on and plan your trip at visitlasvegas.com to see the best and brightest in Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Get Brian on Twitter at The No Show. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. Shaquille O'Neal said something that raised some eyebrows this week when it came to LeBron James. You'll hear it next here on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. But for others, a wintery combination of sleet, slush, snow, ice, whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide, you'll get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas, and I don't know if you've heard about this. They bring new tires to your home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Kumo test results and special offers. They've been doing this for over 40 years. Trust me, TireRack is the experts. That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Traveling to watch college hoops during this year's tournament? You have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each hotel has a unique look inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get Graduate Hotels and all their cool, specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores. They're in the hometown of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate has over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So odds are there's one where you're going, especially for big games and the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate's locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book... Get up to 30% off of your stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location up to 30% off. Go book your stays at graduatehotels.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. No Doug today, but you've got Brian No and you've got me, Dan Beyer. We are sitting in for Doug here on Fox Sports Radio. Glad to have you with us. Trying to put a bow on all of the week's happenings, getting ready for the NBA playoffs. That will start tomorrow. Four games on Saturday, four games on Sunday. And you heard Monty just tell you the play-in tournament wraps up tonight with the Cavs home to the Hawks and then the Clippers entertaining the Pelicans without Paul George. What a week it was, Brian, and a lot of voices. The Lakers, obviously not playing, didn't make the playoffs. They had their exit interviews. LeBron had his say. Russell Westbrook had his say on things. We actually heard from Baker Mayfield. Been a crazy, crazy week when it comes to uh, – I don't know, crazy situations in the world of sports. Yeah, was that Baker Mayfield's exit interview with the You Never Know podcast there? It kind of could <laughs> hey, be the, by default. There, there, is, there is a podcast for everything. Like yeah. Everyone now has a podcast. And you, you could say that was on the How About That podcast. And I guarantee if John Ramos <laughs> went to his computer and you searched How About That podcast, there is a podcast out there. But, yeah, the You Never Know podcast in Baker Mayfield is uh, is spotlighted. Yeah, so how about this, Dan Beyer? We thought we would uh, break a tie here between which athlete is more delusional. <laughs> okay. Is it Baker Mayfield or is it Russell Westbrook? Now, here's a taste. Here's a taste from each in uh, 
pure delusional moments here. Here's uh, Baker Mayfield talking about disrespect. I feel disrespected, 100%, mm. because I was told one thing, and they completed another. That's what I'm in the middle of right now. And you know what? Okay, I got, I got my taste of it. Okay. Disrespected yep. by All the right. Browns organization. Sure. Or behind door number two, there is Russell Westbrook in his exit interview talking about the dynamic between him and the head coach, oh, former head coach, Frank Vogel. I'm always having to like prove myself again in the year after year after year, which is to me just unfair. There's really no reason I have to do that. Mm. So who's your vote for there, Dan Byer? Uh, in a landslide, in an absolute landslide, it is Russell Westbrook of the Los yeah. Angeles Lakers. He is Mr. Delusional of this week. What would be about this second week in April of uh, of delusional athletes in the world of sports? Because, Brad, there's, there's layers to it. I actually get why Baker Mayfield would be annoyed, especially as his shoulder is still sitting there trying to recover. I'm not saying the Browns did the, you know, did the wrong thing or did the right thing. They probably made the correct football decision. Still doesn't mean there aren't going to be hurt feelings. Russell Westbrook and 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 I know that there was there is there was there was something about a bottle of champagne that he sent to Frank Vogel and he, he even tried to you know honor his anniversary by sending that to him but yet they still didn't have a good relationship. Russell Westbrook lives in a world that nobody else lives in. And I'm giving at least Baker the benefit of the doubt that Baker probably has hurt feelings. Right. But Russell Westbrook just continues to be in this alternate universe that no one in the NBA or no one in the world of sports uh, is living. I would give Russell Westbrook the honor of most delusional. Yeah. Look, let's start off stating the obvious. They're both delusional with these statements that we've laid out. But yeah, I would go more delusional Russell Westbrook. If we start with Baker Mayfield, it'd be like this. If uh, my girlfriend left me for a movie star when she said she would be with me, my immediate reaction might be like, but you said you were going to be with me. And if I give it a little bit of time, I'm like, I get it. I can see why. <laughs> sure. That's where yeah. Baker should be, but he's not quite there yet. Like, he's Baker Mayfield. Even if you dislike it, you should at least be able to understand, regardless of what they told you about you being their quarterback, if they're able to trade for Deshaun Watson. He's a much better football player. So even if you don't like it, you need to understand it, and it doesn't sound like he even gets it or wants to get it. But it is. It's Russell Westbrook by a landslide because, look – this is the way sports work. It's not about what you've done in the past. The only thing that matters is right here, right now. It doesn't matter that Russell Westbrook averaged triple doubles for numerous seasons. It's about how much he was turning the ball over for the Lakers, him shooting under 30% from three. That's why he was left out of the lineup late. It wasn't personal. It was mm -hmm. just about performance. And this idea of, I shouldn't have to prove myself, that's all sports is. That's all it is, is you proving yourself right here, right now, regardless of what you've done in the past. You know what? You know what amazes me? And as I'm just looking on the TV here and I see James Harden is the, the scenarios that that Russell Westbrook and James Harden were in at one point. I know James Harden wasn't a lifelong rocket, but he was, you know, the face of that organization, the biggest rocket, uh, you know, short of Akeem Olajuwon probably in the franchise history. When you take Russell, when you think about when you think about the opportunity that Russell had when Kevin Durant left town, 
Like, there was so much goodwill towards yeah. Russell Westbrook. Yes. So much love, so much of people wanting them to succeed, wanting him to succeed because of Kevin Durant's decision. And now you fast forward five years later, and this is like the third or fourth time that he just doesn't like doesn't get it. Like there was a point where Russell Westbrook was actually really loved and we could take his flaws and say like, you know what? Maybe the guy does shoot too much. Maybe he's not that great of an outside shooter, but you know what? He's carrying Oklahoma city. He's the face of the franchise. He didn't leave him for their biggest rival. You know, good on you, Russell Westbrook. He's taken all of that goodwill and has been unwilling to change anything because all he's interested in being is Russell Westbrook. Yeah. And I think that is such a huge issue. Like, I even give Baker the benefit of the doubt, and I think that there are added expectations of being the first overall pick. And while every NFL draft hopeful would love to be first overall, they also didn't ask for the expectations of being first overall. If you said to Baker, you know what, we need you to kind of play more like you did in 2020, or we need you to do more of this and more of that, then it's up to Baker to make those changes. And he was hurt last year. I'm not saying that he would have had an all-pro season if he wasn't hurt, but to not have the opportunity kind of stinks. To your point yeah. about Russell Westbrook, it was time and time and time and time again. You're giving him opportunities, and all he wants to do is be Russell Westbrook. So even his comment of, like, people want me to prove something. No, they just want you to do something different. They already know what Russell Westbrook <laughs> is. Just be something different. That's the delusional part of it for me, for Russell Westbrook, that I just I, I can't believe that he can't see it himself. Yeah, it's just crazy to me where – what do the Lakers care about what Russ did in Oklahoma City? What do Laker fans care about what happened years ago? They don't care at all. It's all about what you're doing for this team. And look, I've defended Russell Westbrook a lot in the past because I do think throughout his career he's been completely overly criticized. Now this season, it's fit. The criticism finally fit what was going on on the court, but – it's always been about what he doesn't do well instead of what he does bring to the table. And sure, sure, he's got his flaws. This didn't just happen this past season. But that's all that it's been viewed as of, well, this guy and the decisions. And I mean, come on, the shooting from outside. It's like, okay, he's averaging a triple-double for seasons. Like, that's got to matter for something. So I've defended the guy in the past. There's just no defending this. The idea or the thought process of, I shouldn't have to prove myself. That, that's not how life works. Imagine if I said with a straight face to you, Dan Beyer, yeah, my performance today kind of sucks, but I did this stretch of shows from about, we'll say, 2012 through like 2017. Just elite level radio shows, Dan. So I shouldn't have to prove myself today. Like That's just silly. It makes no sense at all. Yeah, and he feels like it's a what have you done for me lately sort of like, like there's that sort of twist on it. And and I just I look at it to the point of listen, if if Brian No is, you know, the constant in a problem at all these radio stations and the same thing keeps happening up or popping up, then it's Brian No's fault. You know, like yeah. that's you know that's what's happening with Russell Westbrook. That is what is happening of there was a problem. Listen, we look back and we look at Kevin Durant as the villain for leaving. And I brought up that point just a few minutes ago. Now when you're saying 
Well, maybe it was because he had to deal with Russell Westbrook so much that you could understand the decision wanting to leave a little bit more and maybe understand the decision of wanting to go and crush the situation that you just left because it was so much of a headache. Then you look at how things fell out in in Houston. And listen, (laughs) I mentioned James Harden being the guy. I don't think James Harden's the easiest guy to deal with, but Mm -hmm. it didn't work there. I don't know how great it worked in Washington. Sure, they ended up making the playoffs last season, but ends up moving on from there. They didn't. They end up trading him to to the Lakers. Like there's the constant has been Russell Westbrook not fitting in, yeah. And that's the part where like you like how you don't realize that that's happened to me. You want to make it like personal, like you you realize. Listen, I could be a very very good glass half empty guy. You get around me enough, like, you know, there could be Debbie Downer, Negative Nelly, whatever. Like, there's some things that can just really annoy me. I once realized, I'm like, man, maybe I'm the one that's bringing everybody down. Maybe I'm, you know, like, like, like for that situation, it takes some reflection to be like, you know what? Maybe you got to change. And Russell Westbrook just has not done that in any of his stops. Hasn't thought of maybe I was the reason Durant left. Maybe I was the reason it didn't work in Houston. Maybe I'm not the reason. And by the way, he's playing with top level stars. So you can't even say it's a top level star problem because all of the top level stars are having problems with him. You know, what's crazy to me, Dan, is also if you go back to 2016 and OKC has a 3-1 series lead against the 73-win Golden State Warriors, if they win one more game, how do things end up? You know, everything that we've just talked about with Russell Westbrook, it could be a 180, right? Like, it at least has the potential to be that way, but... I mean, it went down the way it did. Game yeah. six, Clay Thompson goes nuts for 41 points and hits an endless string, seemingly, of threes. And they end up losing that series. But who knows how history unfolds if they win one more game. Maybe KD stays put. Maybe it's the beginning of something special. Maybe we have a completely different outlook of what Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook's career as a whole is. But instead, it's played out the way it has. And it's just crazy to think about some things like that. You could do the butterfly effect or the what-if game, but they they were one win away with a commanding 3-1 series lead against a 73-win team. Uh, That's uh, like making your legacy right there. (laughs) And they didn't win that one more game, and then things have gone the way they have. I think it's interesting when you look back at some former NBA stars. You look at Reggie Miller. You look at uh, Allen Iverson. And because of the era that they played in, and both of those teams ran up against the Laker teams in the NBA Finals, but like it's not a negative on Reggie Miller's resume to be like, you know, NBA Finals appearance. Like they made it that far and you ran into a buzzsaw. Now there were times where where they had runs and you thought that they could maybe do more, but they were slowed by the Bulls or or even even Shaq's Magic team, I think it was in 95. The point being is, Russell Westbrook has a finals appearance on his resume, but mm-hmm. there has been so much dysfunction. We don't even remember that. Like, And I think it's kind of the same thing with Harden and it may be because of his role with the Thunder at the time, but we don't even give him credit for that. We don't even say, hey, they did, they did break through in the West when San Antonio was atop their game in 2012 to make it to an NBA Finals. Like, we're not even giving him credit for that because of all of the problems that have ended up coming from Russell. You're Westbrook. right. Isn't that crazy? That actually did happen where yeah. 
I mean, we just thought about, well, hey, OKC is so young. And Kevin Durant talked about that, too. He was tired of being number two. He was tired Mm -hmm. of being the number two overall draft pick. He was tired of being number two, losing to the Miami Heat. And he didn't want to hear a lot of people saying, you guys are so young. This is an accomplishment. You'll be back. He didn't want to hear any of that. But it was a combination of because they were so young, we didn't hammer them like some teams that don't win the finals. And it was all about LeBron and Miami finally getting there after the, the pep rally of not five, not six, not seven. They finally won a ring. And it's as if the stain of losing, it never was a thing. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's weird how that worked out for the big three at, there's, at there's OKC. There's a long line in, the NBA, in NBA history of finals appearances, guys. You know, we think Stockton Malone ran into the Bulls teams. Um, you know, I just mentioned Reggie Miller and Allen Iverson. There's, I was going to say the Olajuwon teams, but they ended up winning it in 94. But when they went in 86, oh, the, the Portland Trailblazers, like there's, there was no shame in that. Right. You know, like that, like it was, it was just one of those things where like it was an accomplishment. Yeah, it wasn't an NBA title, but it was something you could put on the resume. I was going to point out Jason Kidd and the Nets. You know, mm-hmm. of going to two NBA finals like that's we don't sit there and say Jason Kidd never got it done in New Jersey. Like we don't we, we don't say that. And I look at, you know, his time with the Nets more so than than even with the Mavericks of what he was able to accomplish. Like those aren't bad things. But right. there's been so much, I guess, ill will, if you will, for what Russell Westbrook and James Harden and maybe even for that matter, Kevin Durant, that we don't even remember that 2012 finals. Yeah, it is. It's strange. It's weird. Right. Like. Yeah, you know, a side note is think about Barkley. They steadily clown Barkley for never winning a championship. Sure. And it never stuck to Stockton and Malone the same way. They lost finals back to back, and there's no shame in losing to Jordan in those '90s no. Bulls. But the point is, they didn't get hammered the way Barkley did. Imagine if Barkley lost back to back finals. They would never stop clowning the guy. So it's <laughs> it's weird how it sticks to some resumes and yeah. not to others. But you're right; it's not even. Like the lack of sticking in a negative way to Westbrook's resume of getting to the finals and not winning. It's as if it never even happened. Yeah. It's weird how that works out. He's Brian No, I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show, brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, your home for live sports. And that means all sports, every game, match, race, and competition. It is always on. Now go on and plan your trip at visitlasvegas.com to see the best and brightest in Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Get Brian on Twitter, at The No Show. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. It looks like Kyler Murray is preparing to play hardball with the Arizona Cardinals. We'll discuss how that turns out next here on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain, but for others, a wintery combination of sleet, slush, snow, ice, whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide, you'll get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. And I don't know if you've heard about this. They bring new tires to your home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. So go to TireRack.com sports to see their Michelin test results and special offers. They've been doing this for over 40 years. Trust me, TireRack is the experts. That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Traveling to watch college hoops during this year's tournament? You have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each hotel has a unique look inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get Graduate Hotels and all their cool, specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores. They're in the hometown of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate has over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So odds are there's one where you're going, especially for big games and the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate's locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book... Get up to 30% off of your stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stays at graduatehotels.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio, but he's Brian No, and I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug on this Friday. Mr. Michael Lee of the Washington Post covering the NBA and so much more. The sports enterprise reporter will be joining us at the bottom of the hour. Monty Bolaños at the news desk. 
gives us an update in about uh, five minutes or so. Brian, Shaquille O'Neal had something to say in advance of these NBA playoffs that don't include LeBron James, but do include Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. This is what Shaq had to say on his podcast. couple of cuts. We're going to play him back to back. But here's the diesel with his comments on LeBron and Giannis. They fear Giannis now. Yeah. Did they fear Giannis because they because they can see it in his face when he coming down the damn lane full court. They they can see like yo this, this guy not playing. And that man go full court with two dribbles. That's what I'm saying. Nobody was ever scared of LeBron, but people are fearing Giannis and Tedekupo. Mm. Uh, that was Jamal Crawford. And I thought to myself, I'm like, that's BS. So like, like <laughs> I listen. I'm a Bucks fan, and I, as much as I love Giannis, that there's there's BS to it. And then I thought about it, Brian. In 07, Cavs make the NBA Finals. They weren't going to beat the San Antonio Spurs. It was not It was not going to happen. So the Spurs weren't worried about LeBron. Then you think of 2011, Dallas obviously wasn't afraid. They ended up winning the series. Oklahoma City, maybe, yeah, their big three probably didn't match up to what the Heat had in their big three in, in 2012. I had the series against the Spurs in 2013, and then the Spurs got their revenge in 2014 as the big three then dwindled. Then you think of the Golden State Warriors series. I don't think Golden State was afraid of LeBron. So I'm, I'm, the point is, is you as you go hmm. through it, for as great as LeBron is, to see what Giannis did, and if you go back to the NBA Finals a year ago, and you think of, okay, what was Giannis's biggest moment? Oh, it had to be the block on DeAndre Ayton in Game 4. Well, what about the alley-oop at the end of Game 5 that sealed the deal and their win in Phoenix? Or what about the 50-burger that he dropped and scoring half the team's points in Game 6? Like, there was moment after moment after moment. And then you hear the guys talk about just the way that Giannis plays, the two dribbles, and he's already all the way down the court. I get it. And, and and I almost feel like I was giving LeBron too much credit. But in the times where he took teams to the NBA Finals, I don't think teams were afraid of him. I don't know how teams can guard Giannis. And I think right now that is an issue in these NBA playoffs for teams that are facing the Bucks. I think this, Dan. I think there's a difference between whether you fear someone, like, oh, I'm not getting sleep the night before. Like, this guy, he might embarrass me, that type of thing. Versus this dude is a freaking problem. So to me, whether you feared LeBron or not, it boils down to the guy was an absolute nightmare to deal with. And look, Giannis is the same way. He's an absolute problem. So I think they're similar that way, whether one is feared or not. I just look at it. Of course, LeBron has been a problem since he's been in the league. It'd be like this. Think about the MVP candidates. Jokic might win it. Is Jokic feared? No. Are you just like... But he's a problem, right? So I think that's what it really boils down to if you're comparing LeBron and Giannis. If you were to take LeBron and he had 50, you know what that tells me? Then you got to find the other guys who are going to get you 60 to score 110. Mm -hmm. And that's where like Giannis's 50 would weigh more than LeBron's 50. And I think that Steph, like if Steph has 50, it's more than LeBron. Like you could go out and have LeBron do his thing. And, and score all the points that he wants. But I'm not sure his team is going to win. But if Steph has 50 or Giannis has 50, I'm pretty sure the Warriors are going to win. 
And I'm pretty sure that the Bucs are going to win. And I wonder if that's even a part of it as well. And LeBron is known to do that. LeBron's deferred to the first half, tries to get guys involved. But if guys aren't involved, I'm not sure on how much they're going to be involved in the second half of the game. And I think that reflects on the type of game that LeBron has. And I think you can actually take that conversation. They're all problems. They're all going to be mm-hmm. an issue. They're all going to be something that you have to deal with. But there is the fact of if you do everything right that you need to and you could still lose to these guys, you know, like that's the situation. Maybe that is the case with LeBron, though. I don't. I don't. In going back in the history, the Suns had absolutely no answer for Giannis last season. But when you go back to LeBron's history in the finals, I point to maybe the one against the Thunder as being the one where you're like, all right, they're they're not going to be able to deal with him. I mean, even against the Spurs when he was a one man show in 2014, Spurs won that series with ease. For as great as he was, he just wasn't going to be able to win that series. And I think LeBron, he's had such a different collection of supporting casts, you know? Sure, yeah. When you go to Miami, it's night and day compared to his early days with the Cavs. And, uh, I mean, think about the year that they won the championship with the Lakers when you had Anthony Davis there as your co-pilot. Like, that's a lot different than those early Cavs days. Like, think about Steph, if you put him around – LeBron's early Cavs teams. You know, think about Steph and he's been surrounded by Clay and Draymond and for a few years Kevin freaking Durant. Like, put him around Booby Gib- Booby Gibson and uh and Zidrunas Elgaskis. Yes. Yeah, I love Big Z, right? <laughs> like, what does he look like then? I think the fear factor or him being a problem, you're viewing it differently. So I think the supporting cast has a lot to do with it also. He's Brian No. I'm Dan Beyer. We're going to check in on the NBA playoffs. And it's also Jackie Robinson Day in Major League Baseball. Mr. Michael Lee will join us. Joining us now, sports enterprise reporter for the Washington Post, also a longtime NBA reporter, Michael Lee, joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Michael, good to talk to you. How are you? Hey, how you doing? Good, good. I, I, we're going to get to some NBA stuff, but it is Jackie Robinson Day, and right now watching the Mets and the Diamondbacks in the top of the ninth inning, everybody's wearing number 42. This was also a date that was circled when the labor uh, situation was trying to be resolved in Major League Baseball, saying how can you not play on Jackie Robinson's 75th anniversary of him breaking the color barrier? Is Major League Baseball uh, – doing this right are they are are they how they handle jackie robinson day is there more that they can do or is major league baseball maxing out what they can do on this anniversary yeah i think that this is sort of evidence of what that they've maxed out because at the 50th anniversary is when they retired his number you know across the league uh this time around all they all they can really come up with is making sure that everybody had it in dodger blue on the back of their jersey sure um, but but I, I think that baseball is doing what it can do. Um, it's just sort of a, a strange time because, you know, Jackie Robinson did so much to uh, bring, you know, black players into baseball in 1947, but now we're at a state where the league is only 77% black, um, and there really isn't much that can be done to kind of turn that tide. Um, you know, the numbers have been going down for a while, and um, there hasn't been a, a swing in the other direction as, you know, more athletes are taking on baseball and football, but um, I mean basketball and football. But uh, it's, it's just I think that they they're doing all that they can because you know even toward the tail end of his life, you know Jackie Robinson was sort of upset that he sort of became more of a symbol and uh, there wasn't enough respect given to him as a man uh, while he was in in the game. 
And so I just think that, you know, at this point, we should celebrate him, but we should celebrate the whole person and not just try to limit him to just breaking the color barrier, but actually looking for just all the great things that made him a wonderful person. You know, with the news of Paul George being out tonight against the Pelicans, Michael, he entered the NBA's health and safety protocols. To me, it's bigger picture. If you look at the NBA playoffs as a whole, are we back to COVID being the wild card and playing a factor as we go forward throughout the playoffs here in your mind? Yeah, it slaps you right in the face because it felt like it was something that we had moved past, um, you know, because there hadn't been an incident like this, especially, you know, leading up to the playoffs, the regular season sort of ended smoothly. And it's just sort of a shame that, like, now you're in a situation where it's not just like he's going to miss a game or two. This is a this is a one-and-done type situation. If they lose tonight, they're out of it. And and it sort of makes you sort of evaluate the plan a little bit because the Clippers really worked hard to earn the eighth seed. <laughs> they really worked hard to get the eighth-best record in the Western Conference. And then when they get to the point where they have to play for the right to be the eighth seed, uh, their best their best healthy player is not going to be available. And, um, you know, it's just sort of a, a weird situation for the league to be in. But, um, I mean, this is what happens in the days of COVID. You're just going to be dealing with this situation. And, and COVID hasn't let go of us, even though we try to act like it, it has. Michael Lee of the Washington Post joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Brian No, I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right. If the Mavs don't have Luka, I mean, is, is this a is this a wrap? I mean, is it the Jazz in four? He's going to miss game one. There's a chance he could miss game two. Um, does Dallas have any chance if, if if he misses those first two games? Uh, they have a chance to get one of them, especially at home, because that's a situation where you know a lot of role players are going to you know step up and play big. You know, a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie you know, really stepped up the last time they didn't have Luke in the game and he had a big performance. So I think that being at home, being the playoffs, you know, that that'll help them possibly get a game off the Jazz. But I think overall, I mean, if Luka's not healthy, there's no way they can win the series. And it's just sort of, it's upsetting because he got hurt the last game of the regular season, a game that didn't necessarily need him to win. And uh, he got hurt. Um, but you know he's going to do everything in his power, even if he's just going to be on one leg to play. I think the main issue that the Mavericks are going to face is trying to make sure that they protect him the way they need to because he's a gamer, and trying to keep him off the court is going to be harder than anything else they do to series. When you look at the Nets and Celtics, what's your gut feeling as to how much playing time Ben Simmons might get, and how do you think that series plays out? I think it's in their best interest if Ben just sort of just shuts it down. I mean, the Nets all season has sort of been this fantasy, you know, like what they could be if everything is right. But everything hasn't gone right for them. And I think that Ben Simmons sort of is now just the latest piece that's saying, well, if he's healthy, maybe they have a chance. Um, I know that he's going to try to do whatever he can to get out there on the court. But if you're the Nets right now, you can't really think that he's going to be a part of this because he hasn't played in over in nearly a year and it's hard to just come cold and then start playing at the most intense time of the year. And, you know, and honestly, the playoffs weren't exactly when he played his best ball in the first place. That's one of the reasons why he's in Brooklyn right now, um, because he couldn't really perform um, when the lights were the brightest. So um, if you're the Nets, you got to really ride with what you've been going with, and you still have the best two weapons, um, you know, on your side and Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Um, and I just feel like, trying to hold on to Ben or just thinking that Ben's actually going to come help. Um, I don't think that's a good situation, but if he is healthy and he can, maybe he can do something to slow Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. And that could be a plus, but 
I think they got to go with the mentality that we just got to win whoever we got. Michael Lee of the Washington Post joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Just to follow up on that, could damage be done to Ben Simmons? Like, Because I, I envision a scenario, Michael, where – you know, Simmons makes a few mistakes or looks lost because he hasn't been with the team. And then now we continue the same conversation of kind of what happened in Philadelphia carried over in Brooklyn. Could damage be done if Ben Simmons ends up playing in these games? I think the fact that he didn't play a regular season game gives him an out. They already have a built-in excuse. We well, haven't sure. played in a year. He's just getting his rhythm. He's just trying to figure out how to get back into what he was. We'll really be able to judge him next season. They already got that written up no matter what he does. And if he comes out there and plays well, then he can sort of dispel some of those myths. But I think that uh, – or not myths, but just sort of that reputation. But I, I think that when it comes to him, you know, the, the main thing is he has a built-in excuse. He can really play free as possible um, as long as his back is going to let him. You know, Michael, when you look at the potential for upsets – if you're looking at a lower-seeded team, which one do you like the most? Put the Jazz to the side because I love their chances against the, the Mavs with Luka out. But which lower-seeded team, aside from the Jazz, do you like the most to upset a higher-seeded team? Uh, you mean other than Brooklyn, too? Yeah. Well, you could put Brooklyn in there also if you want. If, 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 we're, if, we're, if we're including Brooklyn, Brooklyn is clearly the, the lower seed that I believe has a chance to win um, just because of the experience and the fact that, you know, Trying to knock out Kevin Durant <laughs> in a postseason series is not easy. The last last year, you know, they came within an inch of uh, beating the eventual champions, and that's when he didn't have Kyrie Irving and he didn't have a healthy James Harden. So, you know, when he's got a healthy Kyrie, I think you, you know it's really tough to knock both of those guys out because Kyrie is a big time performer too um, in clutch situations. So, I think that uh, that's that that's the team I would pick if I had to pick anybody else. Um. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um. I, you know, you know, it's you know, it's going to be an interesting series. I don't think they're going to win, but I think Minnesota, uh, Memphis is going to be a fun series. And the reason why I think they can give them a series is because they have three really incredible offensive weapons who can get their own shot off and cat, cat, um, Carlton Towns and Anthony Edwards. So I think it's going to be a breakout star. Um, Memphis, you know, plays great ball, but a lot of these guys haven't. They played in the playoffs last year, but it's not like they have this like this extreme, uh, you know, experience advantage over the uh, Timberwolves. They're they're still a young team, so I think it's going to be a more entertaining series than people will probably give it credit. Michael Lee of the Washington Post joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Last one for me: Are we giving the Warriors too much credit, considering how the end of the season went? No staff. Clay may have hit a wall at some point, but are we giving Golden State too much credit for what they could do in the playoffs entering the postseason? Um, how can you give a team that's won three championships too much credit? Because I mean, they were like you know, four years ago. That, yeah, but still, I mean, it's still also, you know, if, if those guys are on the court, you know, they, they know what to do in these situations. I mean, experience is a factor a lot of times in the postseason and, and being poised and having confidence in what you can do. And I don't know if there's a, a group of guys that can go out there in the court feeling like they can win more than that team because they've done it. Um, you know, and they've missed the playoffs the last couple of years. I mean, but they didn't have their they didn't have their crew, you know. They didn't have all three guys um, you know, playing and being together. But I think a lot of it's just gonna be, you know, just that their their past knowledge of just playing with each other, of having success with each other. 
that's going to play out. And uh, I don't think you're giving too much credit to a group of champions. Like, a group of champions, it's just hard to bet against them. You know, I'm sorry. I apologize, Michael, for asking you a question that you could spend 10 minutes on with only about 30 seconds remaining. But I got to get your two cents on this. Draymond Green and Steph were recently talking about they're the best team ever. Like 2017 Warriors with Kevin Durant. Um, Do you think you would go with the Warriors in that 2017 uh, area over the 90s Bulls? Or are you going with the 90s Bulls, Michael? I mean, the 90s Bulls three-peated. They did it. You know, so, I mean, you can talk all you want about how we were the best team. You didn't get it done when it mattered. And when you had, you know, a chance to close it out in game seven at home, you couldn't score the last four minutes of the game. So if you're the greatest team ever, you get a bucket in the last minute and you're able to win and close that one out. Um, but if, if you if you can't close it out, it's hard to, you know, take that take on that mantle. But they, they were an impressive team. And, I would put that 2017 group up with Kevin Durant up against almost any team out there, but it's hard to put anybody ahead of Mike because his teams went out there and won three in a row. And, what, you know, they did it. They, they, they sustained it. And so nobody else can really hold that title as being a team that stayed on top and just couldn't get knocked off. Find him on Twitter at Mr. Michael Lee. Read him in the Washington Post. Michael, we appreciate the time. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. He's Brian No, I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. You need to hear what Dan Patrick and NBA Commissioner Adam Silver said to each other today. That's next here on Fox. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip, stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30 plus hotels in the best college towns and get this, you can save up to 30% off with the code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any graduate hotel location, anytime up to 30% off. So, here's what you do. Book your stays at graduatehotels.com. That's graduatehotels.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break 
and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 